I'm, I'm sorry. Is it me taking it? Oh yeah, you're. Oh the... sorry, sorry, I fucked that up. I'm sorry. No, now remember. No, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, great. Starting on a strong foot. Does everybody know what time it is? Time for the grunt work series, super spectacular. <laughs> Welcome to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that knows when it's time to say goodbye. I'm your host, Truman Caps, and with me as always is my co-host, Landon Solano. Landon, uh, it's good to see you, and it's good that you're being patient with me when I maybe need multiple takes to get our intro right. Uh, that's alright, why, why change now? It's been seven years, buddy. Yeah, look, consistency is more important than quality, honestly. <laughs> uh, there is something to be said about the consistency of quality, which I, is to say we've just been consistently <laughs> middle of the road the whole time. You know, well, look, I mean, I, two things. First, I'd say that uh, being consistently middle of the road is pretty good. That's pretty good in, in this it. world we live in. There's a lot of stuff out there. And But furthermore, and this is a theme that we're going to come back to that probably I, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have led in with making jokes about the quality of this podcast, because honestly, I think having looked back and listened back to what we've done, I think that uh, we're better than middle of the road. I'm not saying we're the best, but I, I'm saying I think we put out a really good product. I'm proud of what we did here. I am also very proud, and uh, I mean, I would agree with that, but obviously I'm biased. Uh, I've had a Why? fantastic time doing the show with you, um, so like... To me, it's it's not middle of the road. It's you know as high as uh, quality as it can be because yes. we agree and we are in agreement. I, I I think so. Landon, do you think it's good to just just start the episode being kind of reflective and <laughs> sentimental? Uh, do you think is there a reason that other podcasts maybe start with a joke or an anecdote or something like that? Uh, I th- I think maybe, but um, how about this? One last home improvement corner. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I assume you've done nothing to your house in the past several months. You've been waiting we... for a chance to tell us. <laughs> we haven't. Uh, we've been doing movie episodes, so I haven't been able to give any updates. Um, I've gone through uh my second winter here. Uh, I meant to get this place critter proofed before winter hit and wasn't able to and so i had one or two uh mice that i've heard haven't seen anything they've got, not gotten into any food but Uh-oh, no. um i need to replace this like my my basement you've seen it truman but for listeners it's just like cement foundation and walls uh going up and then there's about a foot of um insulation where there's mm-hmm. the the wood foundation that you know is actually the bottom of my condo yeah, and I have to. That's just been like mouse ridden for, uh, you know, twenty years of of winters, and I <laughs> the, the, started it. The, I'm like, they're, they're okay. doing they're doing the secrets of Nim in your uh, in the foundation of your house right now. There is an entire <laughs> there is an entire adventure story happening that you are just the antagonist in. The first owner of this condo was Don Bluth, and he took all of this inspiration. Um, but I was like, you can see the insulation that's there have these little chewed out mouse holes in it. It's gross. I don't like to admit this, but um, I'm like, I don't know what's behind this insulation. I'm sure besides a bunch of mouse shit, 
that it's just I want to I want to start with the easy one where I there's the least amount of chance that a live mouse is going to jump out at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I pulled the, the insulation panel down and the very first thing, very first panel, very first thing I see is just a dead mouse, not even mummified, oh. not even mummified, just like full on regular dead mouse. And and, and and so you're talking, of course, about the DJ wearing a very large helmet, just just yes. in there, just that's, spinning that's, records, that's, just grooving. That's Dead Mouse. I I always thought it was Dead Mouse Five. So so who's <laughs> who, who's really the dumb one here? Okay, so you are you are face to face with with death, a memento mori yeah. inside your walls. Rigor, for sure. The uh... <laughs> rigor for sure. Different from rigor, rigor mortis? Rigor for sure. Uh, <laughs> herbal bourbon. The uh, the what I got stuck with, and in the moment when I, when I first pulled that panel off, and I saw the dead mouse there, the first thing I thought of was, why didn't they cover this on tool time? <laughs> <laughs> dead mouse removal is something I would love to see from, because uh, there's like all this this. Um, protective measures like you you got to have a respirator when you're doing it because you don't want to inhale all the the a the insulation but also you know the mouse crap and you're dealing with death and who knows what's been eating away what kind of bacteria is eating away at this mouse and like uh i was just not prepared so for the last (laughs) like two months i've just had one panel of insulation missing (laughs) from my downstairs uh where i've not been able to um uh, finish the project, did, or even did, really start the project. <laughs> did you did you at least dispose of the mouse, or is is that boy still cooking down there? Uh, no, I. Oh my god, no! I wouldn't even be able to go down in the basement if I just was met with a dead mouse every time I went down there. Uh, so that was. I'm, I'm assuming you you wrapped it up in a plastic bag and yeeted it over your neighbor's fence, right? <laughs> Leave it for Wilson to deal with. <laughs> it was. I. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wish I had one of like Tim's. Uh, souped up things where it like shot the spaghetti across the town. <laughs> where like how do, I was struggling with how do I get this mouse out of here? I'm not gonna grab it with my hand, obviously, even though I was wearing gloves. I just I couldn't I couldn't get my body to physically do that. It, oh, it was man. a it was we a agree. Hang up for me. <laughs> We're in and agreement. And then I was like, I'm like, okay, I'll get a broom and just sweep it into a bag that you know underneath the thing, kind of like Jill was trying to do with the pillowcase and the snake. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working my ass off here trying to connect this to the home improvement. And when I poked it with the broom, it didn't like move. It like didn't come off the ledge. And I'm like, oh, what's stuck? F- <laughs> yeah. And that made it even worse. And I'm like, oh. I've got a dead stuck mouse here. <laughs> like, am I going to have to like scrape this thing? Uh, <laughs> My God, I'm ending our final episode with just a I, horror story. I'm so it, sorry, everyone. Yes, but 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 it touches on death, though, and the concept of finality oh, and God. endings. This is this this thematically all comes together. Sometimes I, a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> Sometimes a dead rodent is just a dead rodent. Look, I think that I think that that uh, Tool Time probably did cover how to get a dead rodent out of a space just later on in that episode with Trudy's rat (laughs) going around to to do the wiring. I mean, that rat clearly already was sick. It's coughing dead into the camera. Like, it only had a few minutes left, probably. (sighs) So if only we could get the the raw footage from Tool Time. Here's how I got it out. And this is, I'm not going to lie, the reason I I haven't finished the rest of it was, like, this is kind of just... (laughs) 
too much for me to handle and uh then i was dealing with like live critters uh, running around that i could hear and i'm like i don't want to fuck with one of these panels and have a live critter there and deal with that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have a um, cat though a cat the, the thing that is designed by god to deal with uh, live critters yes. running around yeah it's above where she can reach unfortunately but ah well god god maybe not so immaculate in his conception of the cats I got my shop vac and thought, okay, I'm just going to suck this baby up into, you know, the body of the shop vac. I can carry that outside and dump that into the trash. I, I, I can I can throw away the shop vac and get a new one. <laughs> exactly. Kind of what was going through my head at that point. And it, <laughs> the worst case scenario happened. Maybe not. Maybe not the worst case. The worst case scenario would be like it flings it back and like goes down my shirt or the, something. The, but the, the worst case scenario is that the the mouse A isn't actually dead and B it's got a gun and it was just it's an ambush <laughs> and now a bunch of its buds are behind you. They take your wallet, take the deed to your house. Now they live in the house. I mean, they do live in the house. Well, um, now they own the house. Now I they're guess, gonna yeah. fix it up and flip it. <laughs> Good. They, they can they can evict the rest of their buddies. Um, the the shop vac I put up there at the ledge and, you know, put it on its height setting. And instead of sucking it into the tube, you know, that you've got the you've got the hose and then you've got the <laughs> oh, attachment no. the long oh. tube attachments. Instead of sucking it down it, the mouse like long like you're like a dog trying to take a really long stick through a fence. Oh no, <laughs> Just no, no. Sticks to the end of <laughs> The shop back, this dead body, unable to fold in on itself to go down the tube. And so I'm just holding the shop back with a dead mouse on the end of it, trying to find a place to put it because it was. <laughs> and I ended up, I ended up finding a, a garbage bag. But I was like having to drag this dead mouse and shop back around my my basement floor until I found where I stored the the trash bags and was able to throw it in there and. Uh, it only it only fell into the bag once I turned the shop vac off and the vacuum the <laughs> suction stopped. Now, now, folks at home trying to visualize that, I would encourage you to picture it in black and white and kind of sped up a little bit and with just kind of just just uh, jolly piano music in the background. That is the perfect viewing experience. There you go. Well, so I took us away from sentimentality into, I guess, horror and death, but definitely not emotion. Look, look, that that improved your home. Taking taking a dead body out of your home, I would wager, is always an improvement. So I, I think you finally internalized the message of the show, and I think now that we're now that this is the last episode of the podcast, you don't have yeah. to fix those other panels. You can stop oh. fixing up your house. <laughs> Fantastic! Great. Does that the mean the mice done. are going to leave too? Uh, if you, if you look, if you take a speaker down there and start playing the entire run of our podcast, I think, ah. I think the mice might, uh, might leave. I think they might, they might scamper away. They're gonna be like, <laughs> we're more Joe Rogan fans. I don't know. Eesh. Yeah. I don't want Joe Rogan mice in my house. Mm, uh, yeah, I know. Just a I know. bunch of mice running around tripping on DMT. Yeah, they, yeah, they're they're the, the mice are not vaccinated. They are smoking lots <laughs> oh, of no. really skunky weed, and uh, and and the, and they're inviting some really like fascist mice over to hang out with them and and entertain their ideas. Oh, cool. Well, on that, welcome well, to grunt work, <laughs> mouse fascism, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have a. Uh, 
I do have mouse here. I haven't read it yet, but I, I, I got it in my to read pile. Okay, well, see, there you go. It all comes back around. World War II, everybody. Uh, so what, what do we do on this podcast? It's been so long, I don't remember. <laughs> we we watch an episode of Home Improvement and then talk about it ad nauseum for two hours. Yeah, well, that's great. But Landon, we didn't watch an episode of Home Improvement for this episode. What what makes this episode unlike all other episodes? It's our final episode, Jeremy. I think we've covered that. We, well, okay, yes, we've covered that. But like what what are we what are we doing? This is not a this is not a, a season spectacular, it's a series spectacular. We yeah. are kind of looking back at this whole damn thing that we've been doing since oh, April Lord. of 2017. You know, I kind of I, I want to we, we've talked ad nauseum about home improvement i said i realized i just said ad nauseum oh, oh you did it's it a embarrassing you know what i'm, so I'm setting a goal for myself 10 ad nauseums in this episode okay um, you know what 20 laments let's go oh no oh no i lament this decision immediately ding uh, <laughs> that wait are you counting count. only Truman caps laments <laughs> oh boy oh no not another not another word-based counting game i just freed myself of the last one ah <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For okay. Let's this get is, down this to is this is a no nonsense podcast. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, I, I we've talked a lot about home improvement, and we're going to talk a yeah. lot more about home improvement today. Oh but yeah. I also this is the the grunt work series spectacular, and I want to yeah. talk a little bit about our podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, so alternate back and forth a little bit uh, in both worlds as we go just, through this, and just just, just fully hang out and vibe. Yeah, you know, just just pulling out the microscope and truly analyzing the inside of that navel. Just just gazing is not a strong enough word. Well, okay, listen. Um, what I, I was going to say this to, for a little bit later, but maybe it's a good place to start. Uh, talking a little bit about some behind the scene grunt work, behind the scenes stories. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I realize I am I'm. <laughs> Changing the order on you immediately. Uh, How dare you make me scroll my mouse wheel to a different part of my notes, you sick piece of shit. I, I, mainly, I mainly say that because I think that you're, you have better behind-the-scenes stories than I do, so I'm excited to learn these things. I don't things. think so. I, I think we can uncover them ourselves just through a conversation here. And let's – I want to – you know, we're, we're in a reflecting mood. I want to kind of take people into the impetus for – the show it remind mm-hmm. people how it came about uh we don't have to go into the whole nightmare weekend in which it was <laughs> uh con- contrived but just like yes. we we covered it on a night's episode but i don't think main listeners have ever really had the full story or at least uh you know not in a very long time so what if if we've forgotten talking about it us who are constantly thinking about ourselves in our show then i'm sure these people <laughs> who who hopefully aren't spending every waking minute thinking about us in our show have forgotten it as well i hope so uh but this was grunt work a was your title uh, yeah thank which you which always thought fantastic title i don't remember the moment you you brought it up but you were also the one who thought of doing a home improvement podcast. Uh, yes, this is true. But I mean, I, I definitely thought of it in the way that I thought of a restaurant where they serve pizza, but then you can throw the crust on the ground, like throwing peanut shells idea. on the ground at a, I yeah, exactly. It. I hate that idea so yeah, much. Yeah. Everyone does. I think of dumb shit all the time and kind of <laughs> fling it out to people. And this is kind of the only one where, where it stuck to someone. The pizza crust hit someone in the face and they were like, I like this. 
and that, what, how would your life be different if the pizza crust idea took off instead of grunt work? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would be, I would be in debt. I would be getting sued. I might be in jail or living in Central America under an assumed name. There's no, there's no reality in which a rest, a pizza place where it is a lo- and it, sanctioned and indeed encouraged to throw pizza crust onto the floor for the staff to pick up is gonna like result in good things for society. <laughs> yeah, um, I think your staff I, would hate working there. I, yes, yes, certainly. Uh. I think that, look, I, I only say this to illustrate that, well, maybe I thought of doing a podcast. It is you, sir, who who took that idea and actually facilitated it and and made it happen. Like, this is why I don't think it can be attributed to any any one person. This this podcast is truly, you know, it like it takes a mommy and a daddy to make a baby. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, we did the same thing. Hey, there could be two daddies. There, no, that's true. That's true. There There's, can be that three is There's a whole movie about that. Uh, look, yes, there certainly can. There and there can also be two dads, um, like the TV show uh, explained to us. Look, I'm I'm saying yeah. There's any number of family units that would work. This podcast could have worked with. Uh, we we tried for a while to have this podcast have you know a third person who periodically jumps in and guest hosts, and then we. Oh, are you talking about Fraser? Yeah. That Fraser bit, honestly, and going back and listening to some old episodes and and coming to them out of sequence, and I just start talking like Fraser out of the blue. It's like, what, Truman? What are you doing? This is embarrassing. People can hear you. I regret nothing we've done on the show except for half of the things I've said. Yeah, you know, other than that, other than that, though, I stand behind it a hundred percent. I do. I definitely. I, I regret some of my, my choices in terms of audio balancing and leveling or the fact that I only got a pop shield like three months ago. <laughs> I, all right, but take take people back to uh, the moment you thought about doing a home improvement podcast because there was – you – we don't have to go into too much detail, but you were – trying to do another show at the time that just didn't end up working out for whatever reason, right? Uh, yeah, well, yes, like, yeah, there had been, I, I'd been, I tried to make a podcast with a couple of other friends about uh, Game of Thrones, which at the time was a very, uh, uh, a, a very relevant show. Are you, and the whole... are, you, are you going to explain to people what Game of Thrones is? Okay, <laughs> I can't so, wait for this. so imagine, if you will, what if Lord of the Rings <laughs> fucked? And what if they swore a lot? What what if what if Lord of the Rings but incest? Um, I had the point is I was trying to do a, a show with uh with one friend who uh, like me had not watched Game of Thrones and one friend who was a really big fan of Game of Thrones and she would kind of shepherd us through the first season of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones and that wound up being a lot of work and uh, I don't know like I I had I had started it I'd tried it but it just like the 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 thing didn't work and then I think that. But what what was it about podcasting that you're like, I want to give that another shot uh, with a different idea? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that I you like I, hearing yourself talk. I like hearing myself talk. Uh, and I certainly seem capable of, of, of having long conversations. And also, like, I, I think that I, I don't know. I, I think that I uh, I think that you and I also had shown a propensity towards having good conversations. So I yeah. knew that I wanted to, like. I, I like I knew that I knew that there would be some market. I mean, also I had I had started around this time listening to the Flop House, uh, which was the first podcast I really sort of engaged with, and I think uh-huh. I really recognized like, oh man, I I get so much from listening to dudes talking about movies, dudes talking about pop culture. They don't have to be dudes. It just if if you if you look honestly Gender at the neutral dude. 
Gender neutral, gender neutral dude. If but if you look, go go look up. I know what you did. It's a great movie podcast hosted by two fantastic women. Yes, exactly, exactly. It is recreating the environment of me sitting in my friend's living room in high yeah. school talking about the Fifth Element after having watched the Fifth Element for the seventy fifth time. Oh God. I just started reading The Incal by Yorodowski and Moebius. Moebius? 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 Of the strip? Mobius. Jesus Christ. My fucking tongue. You mean Uh, Morbius, right? It's Morbin time. (laughs) Anyway, that is like, I I lost respect for Fifth Element a little bit after reading it. That that was the thing that made you lose respect for the Fifth Element. Wow. Definitely not Luke Besson. You're watching watching Chris Tucker and you're like, yeah, this is all, I really enjoy this. This is great. He was totally in the pocket. Chris Tucker stuff like you do. I just, I mean, look, there's nothing, there's, uh, it's just, it's just, that is when the movie becomes uh, perhaps irredeemably French. Look, this is. This is what this is what I'm talking about, though. This is this kind of shit. The weird digressions and everything. I was enjoying listening to that on other podcasts, yep. and I thought to myself, surely I could do that. And and who among my friends better than Landon to do that with? Because you know we'd had quite a lot of lively, uh, uh, sort of attention monopolizing conversations at various <laughs> parties and friendsgivings. Well, I, there there was a specific moment for me. <laughs> When you asked me that I my brain flashed back to that thought, yeah, we could do that together. Uh, uh, um, what was this moment? It was and I, I think we've said it on the show before, but uh, <laughs> maybe six months before you brought the idea to me, uh, we were doing a long weekend uh, for <laughs> someone's birthday in I think Temecula. Yeah. And we were doing a like family style breakfast. Breakfast tacos, I think it was. Yeah, and, uh, brocos, if you will. Yeah, egg, you know, just a platter of eggs. You put your tortillas. Uh, I love my food spicy. There's mm-hmm. not enough jalapenos in the world to satisfy my tum-tum. <laughs> but, uh, but there were enough to satisfy your eyes. Yeah, so <laughs> I got up early. I'm an early riser, and I helped uh, prepare some of the stuff by cutting. And didn't, I guess, I needed extra industrial strength <laughs> soap. <laughs> to uh, wash my hands that day, because even though I washed them, I still had jalapeno juice on them. And I think you it was even you who said something funny that made me laugh, and I have just chronic watering eyes. So I, I wiped my eye after you said something and got jalapeno spice in my eyeball in front of what? <laughs> like how many people? 15 people? Well, everyone had was awake. We were all around the table. The, yeah, like the Last Supper set up. Just a whole crowd yeah. of people around a <laughs> table breaking bread together. Super long table. I get the I wipe my eye with the jalapeno juice and just like immediately panic and run into the kitchen. Everyone is like just either mortified or laughing at me. They aren't really even helping. And Truman, <laughs> to your completely ineffectual, but, you know, heart on your sleeve attempt, you are trying to coach me through <laughs> cleaning my eyeball. You're the only one who cared. But <laughs> even in the moment, in my my deep, desperate pain, you were like, use the coffee creamer <laughs> to wipe it out. And I'm like, I'm not going to put coffee creamer in my eyeball. But dairy will neutralize the burn. It was the right idea, Landon. People, you see, people do this 
all the time when they've been Not tear gas. They pour milk. Yeah, they pour milk on their eyes, Landon. It's a thing oh, people God. do. Do you want to do? Do you want to save face? Like literally, do you want to save a part of your face that's burning, or do you want to not be in pain anymore? Folks, this wound has not yet healed, much like uh, Landon's eye. The the exchange we had was so funny to me in the moment, and I felt like, even though I am kind of sensitive to being like a show for people, I felt like there there was something that happened there that was just kind of magical, and it's one of my cherished memories. Um, I, I, so I will when you ask me like in terms of dynamic, the the that was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like. Oh, we've got something I, that I think we could we could develop into, you know, a show. Uh, yeah, and for the first several episodes, you were pouring jalapeno juice into your <laughs> eyes until finally we decided, what what if we just, just stick with the home improvement? Yeah, no, it, it, method, it, it, method podcasting. Yeah, you you know, you're a real actor, man. You take the craft seriously. I I will say what I what what I remember from that. I mean, I certainly remember that whole exchange and me trying to help you in your hour of need. But I remember kind of afterwards looking at everybody who had been watching and they definitely sort of stopped laughing and we're all just kind of looking at us like these are our these are our friends by the way these are like people who invited us there and who we like knew and hung out with they were all kind of looking at us like what 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 are you what are you doing like they they looked a little just kind of confused and a little concerned something like this yeah <laughs> they, they they just the the reaction of uh, they were seeing a podcast form before their very eyes and they didn't quite know what to make of it. it and it's their, like, their reactions haven't changed since. No, no, it's true. Not, not a single one of these people listens to the podcast. And I'm and we're not super close with them anymore. We went all in on our friendship at the expense of all the other ones. <laughs> Podcasting, won't you? Um, <laughs> but one other just factoid that I, I always find fascinating about the inception of the idea for a home improvement podcast was mm-hmm. where, why home improvement was in your head when you came up with the idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, th- this, this, I think this, I think has come up before, but we were, I, I the new season of uh, black mirror had come out. This was the first season on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and there was the episode with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in it where everybody's got a, a star rating, whatever. And at one point she's in a, rental car and you know future dystopian rental car and she pushes some button and uh and instead of a map coming up it's home improvement dubbed into a different language it's a clip of tim and al on tool time and uh yeah and and just seeing that was such a it 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 put me into my own sort of black mirror like i don't even know if it was like a technological dystopia but it just unlocked Years of memories of watching that show that had not been accessed in so long. We're only at the end of our our Black Mirror episode where grunt work has been your technological dystopia. Uh, yeah, yes, that yeah, that's that's true. That's true. The, my cloned consciousness is trapped inside my brain, rewatching Home Improvement again and again. The AI has how many hours of our voices? They there are robo callers out there right now using your voice and my voice to uh, elicit donations to a super PAC. Donald Trump needs your help to defeat Crooked Joe in this election. I agree and am in agreement. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so I see, seeing that was just what made me realize, oh yeah, holy shit, this show. I used to watch this all the time, and now no one talks about it. Nobody memes it. This is happening at you know a point in time when when 
you know, I, I mean, I, I'm talking about like seven years ago as though it was a super, super long time ago, but with how much nostalgia there was around for, you know, the 80s and old sitcoms and the 90s and all of this stuff, no one was really talking about home improvement. There wasn't a nostalgia community, and I thought, what if we investigate that? And I think, you know, and then the, the rest are. became history. Here we are. Uh, we investigated it. We something you just said made me realize uh, an odd coincidence. Yeah, um, we've been podcasting for seven years. Yes, doing this show for seven years. You say that's yes. not a long time, but it's kind of a long time. But it's also not kind of a long time. But you are with our seven-year age difference. You oh. are the age I was when we started this show. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Oh, God, in the episode, I'm, t- I'm turning into dust like the bad guy in that Indiana Jones movie. I am, um... Wait a minute. Are, are, that, are you saying I was old then and I'm extra old now? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I see how you could, uh, how you could interpret it that way. No, never mind. No, no, let, that, take that, flip it and reverse it. My okay. entire face is melting like that guy in the first Indiana Jones movie. Not, it's not like I'm aging super fast. It's like my brain is melting with this uh, realization. Oh, okay. Like well, we, we've we've traversed our age gap now. Yes, I know. That's or at least that I is have. weird to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But speaking of Jones, uh, I have just one more kind of behind the scenes story that I've never told before. Yeah. Um, and it it, it has to do with the the start of the podcast. Uh, yeah. You know it, Truman, but I've never told it on air. Yeah. Um, I think the. First four episodes we recorded, we batch recorded on the same day. If that, if memory serves me, we were at a friend's house. Which yeah, is why I w- they sound echoey. <laughs> yeah, I was house. I was house sitting for a friend, and also uh, our episodes used to be way shorter, so you could batch yeah. record multiple ones in a day without completely <laughs> losing your mind. Right. Uh, so we essentially recorded a month's worth of content uh, on that first day. Clever and. So that included um, episode three, Offsides, which I got to just say, on a side note, I'm doing a tangent and a tangent and a tangent oh, here. But, oh, boy. Uh, I, there, there's, I feel a sense of accomplishment that we have kept the memory of Sir Larry alive and for <laughs> yeah. the entire show. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you know, in, in, its, in his own way, Touchdown Rick as well. Even though we don't well, talk about him as much, that guy's face is always there. That's what I was going to get to is um, see episode three, season one, offsides. We get the episode with Sir Larry and uh, who we dubbed Touchdown Rick. His name is just Rick in the show, but yeah, uh, actor but by the name of John Marshall Jones. Yes. So we record one month's uh, episodes in one day. We release them over the course of four weeks. On that fourth week, I was at a Trader Joe's. And I remember when we were starting every episode at that point, we're like, how you feeling about this? You want to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> and was it was all like the first two or three seasons. We're like, this might be a good time to get off if we want to stop now. <laughs> uh, but we kept going. And early on uh, at this 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 one month marker, I was at a Trader Joe's and I'm not someone who likes you know signs from the universe and like, is this what I should be doing? Is this not what I should be doing? Mm-hmm. But I was at Trader Joe's, and I'm I'm going down like picking up my my freshly wrapped black bean and cheese burrito. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably, but, but you know, no, looking... no jalapenos. 
No, probably looking at, you know, the tasty little hand-wrapped caramels. You know, mm. always got to get a treat there. I'm going down one of the aisles, and who do I see but John Marshall Jones. Oh, it's yes. the week after that yes. we released the third episode, and I see him at the store, and I'm like, this is kismet. This is, this is you know, if if you were someone who believed in Nancy Myers' movie logic, this is this is the sign. This is like... That's complicated, yeah. How how would I have known that this was an actor in real life? How would I have known that he is John Marshall Jones, who was on an episode of Home Improvement in this moment, unless I was doing a podcast? Uh, yeah, so I felt in that moment, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we're doing the right thing. I, I, I feel it in my bones that this is something we should be doing. You, you feel it in your Jones, really. Uh, well, okay, now, now remind me, A, did you say anything to him? I didn't. I, I mean, at that point, what was I going to say? Hey, do you remember that one episode of Home Improvement you were on, you know, 30 he, years ago? He probably uh, just, does. He probably has some know. fun I, stories about yelling touchdown. Also, he was in, like, gym clothes. And, like, he clearly just worked out and was picking up some food before he went home. And, like, no one wants to be talked to at that point. So, but, but And I'm I, not I, someone who, like, interrupts uh, uh, celebrities anyway. So, I look and I anything. I too hate doing that and and really don't. But I, I think that if you like, this isn't like you see you know this isn't like you see Tom Hanks at the grocery store and he's clearly like trying to do one thing in peace. This is a guy who's a minor TV character yeah. actor. He, I mean, but, I think that put yourself back into my shoes. It's like we've done three episodes <laughs> of a podcast. Like, what yeah, am I, I going to tell him? Like, if it were now, yeah, I would probably say something, but. Uh, it, you know, back then it was like, wh- what the fuck am I going to bother him for? <laughs> you know, and oh, no, and and you make an excellent point because uh, last year uh, I was picketing during the writers' strike, and Francis Fisher walked up to me and asked to take a picture of me and my sign. I was having a conversation with Francis Fisher, and in the back huh. of my head was like, I could tell, I could mention that I know she was the original Jill on Home Improvement. Maybe that would be an interesting Why? story. Maybe that would Why be would you do that? Because I have a podcast about Home Improvement that I've been doing but for she was point, not seven years. But she almost was. Maybe she has some ennui about it that I could mine I for the I show. I was almost on Witches of Waverly Place. I, I mean, look, I, and and if and maybe look, if a Witches of Waverly Place podcast reached out to you and was like, "Yo, you were almost on the show," what was that like? G- give us I, some insight. I wouldn't even okay. Look, at this you'd point, do it. In, you, in doing do it. seven years of of a home improvement podcast, where Dennis DeLuise was on an episode as Harry's son, and I was almost cast as his brother or cousin on the show, I still wouldn't approach him in public. Okay. Okay. All right. But all right. maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. That look. That might be you. That might be you. I don't know. I mean, right. I guess honestly, there's a lot of cast members from Home Improvement who have proven that they are willing to do interviews on other Home Improvement shows, and we have kind of, I think, just without even ever acknowledging it to each other, just kind of like, I don't know if I wanna. I don't like what well, like. I would be so intimidated to actually talk to Patricia Richardson. The fact that she, that we've no. communicated with her on Instagram it alone yeah. gives me butterfly. Like if, to to actually talk to William O'Leary. I mean, maybe it's better that these people may, like we preserve our impartiality as home improvement TV series podcasters by not. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, engaging. I wouldn't. That's where you and I differ a little bit. I mean, this isn't a humble brag, but I just I have I'm not wired to like be intimidated that way with people. Uh, you're just built uh, different, I guess. Okay, <laughs> I'm built different. Crack an egg with my bicep. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like we could have. It just I, 
ended up, I, I don't think, being our vibe. And I, I'm kind of yeah. glad for that. You know, yeah. we, we interviewed Pasquin, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But at the end of that, I was like, okay, we could, and we did try, you know, a few things, you know, just for the sake of, uh, you know, people's reputation and stuff. I don't want to, like, get into any of the details. But there were a few times over the years where, like, okay, we'll put some feelers out and see what's going on. And, um, you know, it, it just never really came to fruition. And I think you and I were both like, oh, that's good. This show's just about hanging out with my butt anyway. So uh, it turned out, I think, for the best. I, I, yeah, no, I agree. We have a certain thing that we do. Uh, folks, if you're here listening, if you've been listening for this long, if you're if you're one of the surprising number of people who I recently found out actually listened to the show, uh, you're not here because you want hard-hitting interviews or, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're here looking for, I mean, but what you're getting what is want, this. Tell them what they want, Truman. Explain yeah. to them their own desires. You know what? Hey, hey, you know what? This is our last episode. If I really alienate people... You guys, you guys want slop from a trough, piggies. Yeah, that's right. What are you going to do? Unsubscribe? Too bad. There's not going to be anything oh, else. God. We don't need you. Oh, it's fun All right, I thought. All right. I thought behind the grunt works uh, might be more emotional than talking about home improvement. I'm going to veer us in, in the other direction, and let's talk about home improvement for a little bit. Yeah, let's. Let's. Okay. I mean, do, uh, are, I might have asked you this in the, the Tim Allen Presents uh, user's manual to home improvement, but um, I want to just acknowledge or I want to I want to pretend that doesn't exist. <laughs> Okay, that, that special doesn't exist. The, the I want to ask you this question again. And our and our ep- and our episode about the special also doesn't exist. It's like it's like it, it. I've got a picture of us recording that episode in the neck of my guitar, and we're slowly <laughs> fading away. I I am willing to uh, I am willing to sacrifice our episode if it meant that special doesn't exist anymore. Okay, okay, we take that hit for humanity. Go on. Yeah. So I want to ask you this. Uh, now that we've had a lot of time away from home improvement. Mm. Uh, what have your feelings been? Uh, have you, I, I know you've been revisiting a number of episodes for something we're going to do in a little bit here, but um, in terms of like, how, how do you feel about now versus when you were in it? And what do you think you, your relationship with it's going to be in the future? I, you know, I think that, uh, if you asked me that question when we were in the thick of it, even like, you know, like a few months ago, if you asked me that question, my reaction would be like, oh, man, I uh, I don't know. I, I never want to come back to this. I never want to revisit this show. I, I think I would yeah. be in a negative place. Um, having taken some time away and having gone back and been reviewing older episodes that I like and and things like that, I, I'm I'm thinking that as I go forward in life... I'm going to find myself low key defending home improvement to people like and and I don't I don't want to suggest that in that in the 2020s I'm encountering loads of people just organically talking about home improvement. Uh usually if I'm I, in a group I, that that's been one constant that I feel like has not changed since we started doing the show which is whenever someone is reminded of the TV show Home Improvement they're like, "Oh yeah, the tool show with the with the with Al, right?" Uh, they don't say with Al. They they usually just start grunting at you. That's the and then and then I haven't I, experienced that, but I I I get that a, a lot, and I I then push my glasses up my nose and go, "Did you know that the amount of grunting uh, declines precipitously over the course of the show's run? And some might say it gets better as there's less grunting." <laughs> um, I. <laughs> But like when in in situations where the show comes up and people mm-hmm. are talking about it being 
insofar as anyone has an opinion about it, but if they're talking about it being dumb or bad, I feel like I will be the one who will step in and go, you know what? Not always. That show, that show ha- there has a lot of stuff going for it, and sometimes it all really works. Like, I, I, I find myself feeling really warm about the show, and like going mm. back and watching some of these older episodes where I'm not feeling like I have to uh, write down every single line as it's happening the way that I, some would say, a little compulsively did when we were <laughs> uh, making the podcast I about you, it. I because then I ended up stopping taking notes at a certain point. Yeah, exactly. So I enabled you to have a good time watching the show. That's that's great. And yet I, I didn't. And yet yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it was all for I, nothing. I squandered my opportunity. Uh, um, so I. That's not true. I did sometimes. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's that's great. I. But no, I just I find myself watching the show and enjoying it and feeling like I. It's like I'm I'm with friends. It's like you know mm-hmm. I'm in a I'm kind of warmly reacting to everybody and even in the good episodes warmly reacting to tim and really finding mm. myself connecting to it so like the show has become in a way kind of comfort food for me uh, wh- mm. what about you how how is the how has the time away affected you um I, i'm still in it to be honest with you the the time away uh mentally at least um and yeah it's it is funny how memory just kind of softens the edges of things you can't quite you know i i've been in crisis before and like it's hard to go put yourself back in the mindset of what that experience was when you were you know in it Uh, are are you describing the experience of of watching home improvement making this podcast (laughs) to being in crisis Uh, i would never do that um Mm. But uh, I'm just I'm using a, a very crass uh, correlation of sure. like, you know, the deepest depths that, you know, I'm thinking um, uh, workshop to you drop. Yes. Like, yes. Or, or some of the like really egregious things in, in season three. Yeah. Where like it's hard to kind of go, well. Was that the show or was that the nature of grunt work that we had to engage with it on such a mental, emotional and entertainment level that it 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 required a different response than the show was meant for or like I don't I, I struggle. I, I will say it's been a struggle to go because I've listened to you know, a lot of our old shows as well to try to remember what I loved about the episodes I've picked for later. But yeah, it's uh, I've struggled to determine things like, oh, I grew up, you know, through what I what what I dubbed the Woodstock 99 era. Yeah. And like Home Improvement, not exactly the only culprit, but it played into certain mentalities and thoughts that I had where I feel now that I'm older, like I was misinformed or I was, you know, it, it did a net negative to me in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they haven't been corrected for. And, you know, that's one of my hopes of doing the show is like uh, examining what to use one of Wilson's uh, phrases, what kind of meta messaging the show is doing. You know, I, I think there is some sort of accountability 
that needs to happen when you have a show that is meant to watch with your family and when you're just putting on in the background because you're you're still taking it in even if it's not like one to one conscious you know if it's seeping into your subconscious while you're ironing or you know making dinner what kind of stuff is entering in your head what what is it that we are agreeing is funny and not funny yeah and i i struggle i still struggle with that thought I and well and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you but I guess I guess we're also not fully in agreement because I like yeah I think there's a lot of stuff in in this show that normalized behaviors or attitudes that aren't great but I also feel like if you just look at the broader American society at that point if you yeah. look at Jay Leno or you know you yes. look at how our political and media ecosystem responded to Monica Lewinsky or something like that it's like right. there was th- that was just the water everybody was swimming in I'm not Agreed. trying to excuse yeah. home improvement I just also don't want it to sound like we're pointing to if we're looking at the ways that masculinity is fucked up or that we participated in a culture we didn't like as as young men that you can't really lay that at the feet of home improvement so much as exactly. just everything I- around it we do agree, and we are in agreement. I, okay, I'm just good. saying I struggle with it personally because it was such an impressionable show for me. Um, and I, I think, you know, it it might <laughs> it might be kind of eye-rolly to some people, cringe. I don't know what term you want to apply to it to, you know, take a woke bay lens to a show that came out 25, 30 years ago and look at all of society at the time through it. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, to it, but you know, it, it wasn't a a uh elegant solution, but it was a way to I think start to have a little bit of conversation about this stuff. I I will say this: this is what I took away from it. I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with this: I will have nostalgia for it. I am not going to actively seek this out moving forward, but I can easily see a scenario of like visiting my parents in Florida, and it's on Nick at Night, or it's on some sort of TV, you know, channel that is still <laughs> being broadcast rather than streaming, and it being on while my, you know, I, I'm saying goodnight to my mom or something, and, and sitting and watching ten minutes and kind of remembering, oh yeah, this episode, and like. It'll it'll bring back a flood of memories, both from my childhood, from the podcast, um, and you know, kind of tying that together. I, I can see having nostalgia and and warm feelings for it in that scenario. It's kind of like like you know, seeing an ex girlfriend from across the bar, and like you know, you you know, you both kind of lock eyes yeah. and just sort of smile at each other and nod, and it's like you know what, a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff went down there, but you know, yeah. she's okay and I'm okay, and and we're both yep. okay, and let's enjoy those memories. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's. Um, I think. There's, you know, later in this episode, we're going to talk about our 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 top episodes, you know, the the yeah. kind of our, our playlist of the best of home improvement. I could see myself going back to some of these episodes because I really thought you just want to squeeze the <laughs> the justification for that box set. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like it's taking up space in my home, and that is sort of at a premium. So there's got to be got to be a reason <laughs> for it. But no, I mean to to go back and and because there's there's. I, I was not always looking forward to making this episode because it's like, oh, fuck, I got to go back and watch all these episodes. Yeah. Bullshit. I wound up having a lot of fun watching these old episodes that were sort of the, mm-hmm. the creme de la, la crop. And I was, uh, you know, in, in watching them and really laughing and being able to fully enjoy them, I was realizing, yeah, these episodes 
I could come back to and really have fun with. Now, mind you, there were a couple I watched that were stinkers and I was like, oh, this isn't fun. So it's like, like, I'm going to have a tight playlist of home improvements that I may return to later in my life. Well, I guess we'll just do a a patented grunt work foreshadowing. We... By the end of this episode, we will put together the comprehensive grunt work home improvement playlist. Yes. Truman picked 20 episodes. I picked 20 episodes. And we're going to just, like, Ultron them together. Ultron? That's not what I was going for. Optimus uh, yeah. Prime? No. Uh, What's no, the? Voltron. No. There you go. V- Voltron them together. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Merge- <laughs> merging them all into one to go yes. fight gal- uh, galaxy crime. Yeah. Uh, to make, make, like... If you're gonna watch any home improvement, watch this. This is this is what encapsulates home improvement. Yeah, um, you know, you, you know that new '90s family sitcom you've been looking for. Well, listen to this. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say I was I was prefacing um, mm-hmm. what I am taking away from doing this podcast and and what I'm taking away from home improvement. Uh, where I'm at now, where I wasn't seven years ago, is this show really started making me examine masculinity in my mm. own life in mm-hmm. society uh i don't think in the way that it necessarily intended you know but it it has started a journey for me in in terms of examining how i exist in the world what's expected of me as a man or what by what measures people are looking at me mm-hmm. you know th- through that lens and it that has been a really rewarding experience um, and I wouldn't have got that had we not had the conversations week to week or looked at it through this kind of current lens uh, as unfair as it is to the show. That is really cool. And I I got to say, I mean, I think that that is I, I hate to I hate to say it, but I think that kind of lends credence to Tim Allen's whole project. I mean, he wanted to make people <laughs> think about and examine masculinity. I don't think that either of us is drawing the conclusions from it that we want to, but I don't think we'd be yeah. we'd be we wouldn't be doing this introspection about the nature of manhood were it not for Tim Allen's stand-up comedy. So I guess Tim Allen, Nobel Prize for Literature nominee, twenty twenty four. I mean, it's, it's in the rules. <laughs> I I was with you for a while there. I just I can't go all the way, but uh, let, let's talk more specifically about home improvement for a second. Yeah, uh, rather than our experience with it. When when do you when when does the show? I mean, we can look at the ratings and you know the critics and stuff like that. Oh, in but fact, for, I did for you, Truman Caps. When does this show become a hit? At, at mm. what point in the the run were you like? Oh yeah, this is a uh, a locomotive that we can't stop. So I, I have I have two takes on that. When the show really took off, and neither mm-hmm. there it's it's on a vibes level. So just just brace yourself. I okay. think it's either twelve minutes into the pilot when Tim and Mark mm-hmm. take their shirts off to rewire the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Um, or 16 minutes into the pilot when the dishwasher shoots a fork across the living room. <laughs> I think it's because him and Mark shirtless working on the dishwasher is like, that is what the, sh- that is the whole concept of the show. Just yeah. like men, masculinity, men like to work on things. Uh, or when the dishwasher explodes, it's like, Hey, audiences at home, this show is going to have special effects it's going to have big, big stunts. I think those were two moments that really set it apart. But 
I, I mean, uh, but for, for my money, if it's when, when, when the show becomes a hit for me or when, if I'm looking at the show, I'm like, this is when they realized they had the juice. I think it's when the writers figured out that JTT could deliver jokes. I think it's when they realized oh, okay. this kid has perfect comic timing. I don't know what episode that is. I did not have time to fine tooth comb all 203 yeah. episodes of a show I've already gone through, but it was when when they realized, oh, these kids aren't just cute. We've got at least one of them who can accurately and effectively yeah. zing his dad. That I think, uh, you know, also kind of dumped some jet fuel on the fire, so to speak. Yeah, I think that happens early in season two. Season mm-hmm. one, you're still kind of like, remember they were they were framing Marcus as the kind of precocious, uh, yeah. cute kid, and I think they mm-hmm. did that a lot through season one. But for me, I think that's a I mean, for me, through your lens, Randy becoming like a superstar on the show, like the the discovery of the show uh, early season two. I don't know exactly either where, but definitely by the time uh, Tim glues the table to his head. I think oh. that's maybe the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a, that is kind of one of the best moments of the show, too. I mean, both both. The way that it it happens and the way it is reacted to at home and that kind of that is the template for the show, I think, that a lot of people have in their heads is uh, Tim injures himself separate from Jill and then Tim having to explain how he got injured to Jill and getting laughed at. I think that represents most of what the show is in most people's memories. Yeah, yeah. Um, For me, I, I this is one of the strongest pilots of a sitcom i've ever seen uh, yeah I, I i tend to agree with you almost wholesale that the the two moments that you mentioned in the pilot just like that that is that sets what this show is going to be mm-hmm. i i think it hits <laughs> i'm gonna be saying this i've been saying it for seven years i'm gonna keep saying it and i'm gonna say it a lot this episode i think this really becomes what will be home improvement for the rest of its run uh, is season nine or season nine episode yeah. one. Jesus Christ. Season <laughs> one, episode nine, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. There you go. There you go. Never stops. Coincidentally, also the clip that played in the, the black mirror episode, but the mm-hmm. one where uh, it's the first time they're doing a tool time on location in the Taylor house. And Tim takes the project way too far. Yeah. Uh, and it has like, it has the big set pieces. It has the um, kind of emotionality of Tim pushing Jill to tears and pushing her away, and then having to work to get her back. And like it, it's playing on its you know mission statement a lot of how can men and women coexist to you know with each other in the early nineties. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's. It, by episode nine, Al is starting to become a character that is in contrast to Tim. Mm. That that's mm-hmm. the episode for me that's just like man that hooks into why this is a hit show. Yeah, no, I I, I don't I don't disagree with, with that at all. I'm I'm now wishing that I had watched Bubble Bubble Toil and Trouble. I could have guessed that you were going to uh, bring that one up, and it would have given me more to say. 
<laughs> well, we'll I, maybe we'll return to it in a little bit. I don't want to tip my hand exactly to what my uh, that, favorite that, episodes that are. That hand has been pretty thoroughly tipped based on how much you've talked about that episode <laughs> over the years. And the fact that I didn't go back and review it uh, is really just to spite you more than anything else. Um, Perfect. I also, in talking about when the show became a hit, though, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to look at it from a nerdy uh, ratings uh, uh, lens, I, yeah, I think that's that why we the, have Mason. Uh, yes, well, well, maybe Mason has already got there because um, the the episode "You're Driving Me Crazy, You're Driving Me Nuts" season two, mm-hmm. episode seventeen, that one uh, hit forty two million viewers. So the show had been oh wow, the the show had been consistently in the like twenties, uh, twenty million to maybe low thirties, you know, yeah. before that. But after that, for the next season or two, it consistently between thirty four million and forty million people were watching the show every mm-hmm. week after that until around season five. So I, I don't know if the lead-in was... Um, I don't know if the lead-in that night was really big, if that came after the Super Bowl Roseanne. or something like that. Oh, it was Roseanne, I guess. That must have been a very, very special episode of Roseanne because that is <laughs> what gave America home improvement fever. <laughs> um, I, while we're... Just to round out this, like, when home improvement became a hit, um, I will also just point to, like... Uh, it takes a lot of shows a long time to get like if you're if you're doing a um, say your Cheers and you your main character is a former baseball player. Mm-hmm. How many episodes or how many seasons do you have to be on the air or what level do you have to be at before you can start getting baseball players as cameos? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Home Improvement nails the like home improvement the single home improvement cameo that matters <laughs> which is bob vila in season one episode 17 what yeah. about bob yeah yeah they 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 get the cameo from the guy who tim's character is sort of based on that's fair <laughs> that's yeah. fairly or impressive it's, it's l based on him well, I mean, I, I guess you could the, the whole concept of the show springs from the fertile loins of Bob Vila. So, I mean, yeah. that's just they're getting their biggest get in season one. It's kind of shocking that Bob fertile Vila didn't loins. come back to the show more often. Yeah, you yeah, you bet Bob Vila has fertile loins. I mean, w- what about that guy suggests that he doesn't? But Does it's surprising. Does Bob Vila have children? Oh, <laughs> well, now that's has, not a measure. He has three children. There you go. Those loins are doing okay. Although I also would say that number of children does not uh, connote, you know, anything about a person's fertility, just about their family planning choices. Well, let's not go there, Truman. But it connotes. <sighs> well, anybody, you've been great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Good <laughs> goodbye forever. Um, look, we gotta, we gotta move, we gotta, we gotta back the truck up, by which I mean put it in drive, and move the truck yeah. forward, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and I feel like we, we do. are bogging okay. down You're in right. some, in right. some okay. weird territory. Well, let's go from early on in the show to talking uh, about this. We, we brought this up on, um, the, uh, Tim Allen Presents special. What do you think, uh, clearly Tim Allen has an idea of what... <laughs> what he thinks the home improvement legacy is what do you you and i being impartial i don't know if we're impartial but being who we are what do you think that the home improvement legacy is has been will be all that stuff it's it's going to be tim grunting it's going to be yeah. it, it you know i think I, I i don't have a different answer for you than i had when we talked last week about tim trying to 
yeah. right the legacy of the show with that live special. What people are gonna what people remember is the beam dropping on the car and Tim yeah. grunting. That is but, that, mean, that is like it. And, and yeah, and that's sad. I, mean, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it has a warm legacy. I think people whenever people think back on Home Improvement, it's never like, oh, that f- dumb fucking show. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the average Maybe. person. Like, a couple years ago, I went out as Al Borland for Halloween. And true. people, like, got the costume. Like, yeah. They saw me, and they're like, Al Borland from the, or mm-hmm. like the tool man, the thing, the guy, what was his name from that show, right? Yeah. yeah. That's and they were like, yeah. kind of, they were kind of excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say they remembered it terribly, you know, in depth, anything more than grunting and, you know, a car being dropped, but, um, or beam being dropped on a car. Yeah. Uh, but there, I, I do find people have a, a warmness toward the show and I, maybe I, it's just that they, they don't engage with it <laughs> very rightly. So, uh, at the level we've, we've tasked ourselves. So, I, Yeah. Yeah, and I think any yeah, I I agree. Uh, people people have I think the impression of that show is simple and dumb but benevolent. And I think that if they yeah. have if people have a bad impression of the show, it's because of their impression of of Tim Allen and stances that he's taken more recently and the public persona he's cultivated. But yeah, I I think that I think the perception of the show is just, you know, the same way that like People in the 70s or the 80s would look back at the 50s and think about, like, oh, malt shops and records and sock hops and yeah. e- eating a cheeseburger at a drive-in. I think people look at, at Home Improvement as kind of one of those other byproducts of a simpler bygone era. Mm-hmm. You know, M- Marty, yeah. McF- Marty McFly in, in the cursed remake that they'll do of Back to the Future one of these days will go from <laughs> the present day of the 2020s to the 1990s and he'll be stumbling around Hill Valley and he'll see like a bunch of people watching Home Improvement on a oh TV God. in a department store window. Well, that that says something about its legacy that like it is a recognizable show from a, I mean it is a 90s show 91 yeah. to 99 yeah uh, you know people point to Seinfeld as as that you know but that started in the you know very late 80s yeah and it defined a certain culture of the 90s but like home improvement fits squarely into the 90s and I think encapsulates as Seinfeld does for single life home improvement does for family life yeah, and it it is something that I think would be referenced in a nineteen nineties cafe in you know the year twenty thirty nine. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, and the the very fact that the people making that Black Mirror episode they had two seconds mm-hmm. of a sitcom they could show for a punchline, and they bet big on Netflix viewers in twenty seventeen seeing Home Improvement and immediately knowing what it is and immediate like, the, yeah. N- name name a name a a more iconic uh image than than Tim Allen and Richard Karn in their flannel and their loud ties right. you know holding sledgehammers or something like exactly. that Exactly should should we lay grunt work at the feet of Charlie Brooker I, I yes I think you know what I think I think we should he can he can screen wipe this right into the uh, into the dustbin of history Um well I I think what I want to think about Home Improvement's legacy as we go into our grunt work playlist uh, in a little bit as like, yeah, what is it that we how would we want to reset the legacy? What do we want people to take away from the show? Oh, yeah. Um, 
but before we get there, I think there's just a few other simple things that we can we can cover. Um, yeah. First of all, we don't have to spend much time on this, but this is a look back on the entire show. Okay. <laughs> we episode we really, one, minute one. Do we, <laughs> do we want to take just a half a second to acknowledge the absurdity of our fan theories? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, let's let's do that. I don't know if you have them listed, but boy, they No, uh, I, I just we can go from memory cuz we don't need to really dwell on it. We we had so little to go on, I think in those early episodes that we had to start uh going down down that road, don't down that road we like had guests on the show to talk about fan theories in uh, a serious manner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Whatever. It's all in good fun, but like uh it is like thinking back on is Randy a serious? I want. I'm more Makes like no fascinated sense. by that that hot minute where all of pop culture was like putting fan theories to every single pop culture uh, uh, property that there was. Yeah, yeah. I wrote for a I wrote for a web series uh, during my time hosting grunt work that basically was trying to stoke and encourage fan theories about a different uh, web series. I mean, (laughs) culture really went all in on fans having dumb ideas about things. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never really took any of them seriously. I thought they were kind of fun ways to look at the show. Uh, Is Wilson God? uh, Is Randy a psycho killer or a psycho? Um, uh, What were some others? (laughs) Really early on was uh, Al a Russian sleeper agent. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I think that one that we've stuck with kind of is that is that Sir Larry is still trapped in that in that trunk yes. somewhere. That one, yes. That's a fun one to stick with and keep and keep picturing that he's there. I. Well, yeah. one one of our one of our later fan theories that I also think um, holds up and and we should and that is going to factor into my viewing of the show going forward is that uh, William O'Leary's previous role in Project Alf <laughs> is canon for Home Improvement, <laughs> and that and that indeed Elf, living Elf and Black Angel. Y- yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I don't know if Black Angel is what happens after the end of Home Improvement. If that's like his the, the finale for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Marty Taylor. But you know, just that that Project Alf is how Marty and Nancy actually met. They then are somehow in yep. witness protection in Michigan and then it's <laughs> Alf is still living with them and he is the reason that their marriage disintegrates and Tim and the girls have to and Marty has to move back in with Tim. That I I think that makes the show better. That enlivens the show. Uh I I just rewatched uh Jason takes Manhattan over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. Jensen Deggett. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. Is, it, is that canon Actually, too? Uh, is it? Could it be? I mean, we don't really don't know enough about Nancy in the show to, to make any determinations, but um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like it's either going to be project elf or it's going to be uh, Jason tank takes Manhattan since project elf is kind of the start of, uh, Marty and Nancy, uh, mm-hmm. their relationship. So, um, well, it, I, I'm more willing to go with Project Elf. Well, it could also be, like maybe there's some, you know, at the end of Jason Takes Manhattan, she who is definitely still alive. No way that the the cute teen <laughs> girl has been killed in that movie yep. is like I'm going to join the Air Force. That'll straighten everything out, and then that leads her right into her role <laughs> in Project Elf. Maybe, yeah. I mean, her whole thing in that is she's afraid of the water. So how far away can you get from the water? But the air, that <sighs> makes sense. <laughs> 
brilliant, amazing, incredible. I, I was bringing up fan theories for us to kind of lampoon our own idea, not to draw new ones. I mean, look, I, I maybe maybe what we're learning is we really went astray when we stopped entertaining fan theories. <laughs> I, I think that I think that the concept of Randy being a serial killer it, that that is so ridiculous in hindsight that there yeah. was ever anything on the show that would lend to that. I think it's because the show was. As they were feeling Randy out and realizing, oh, we can have him, you know, be telling jokes or like, but what it was early on is like, yeah, he's walking up to the house holding an empty turtle shell or something like that. Yeah. Or he's like, he's talking about a weird game called Blade Warriors and his rivalry with a kid named Stinky. Like, <laughs> although I do, I do like the idea still that uh, since we don't see much of the outside world uh, outside of one or two very few instances. Uh, that they do live in a post-apocalyptic hellscape and, and Blade yeah. Warriors is... <laughs> yeah, yeah Bla Blade Warriors is their only form of conflict resolution, yeah. It's just life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's what happens when you step outside. Um, well, why don't we why don't we transition to uh, talking about the movies that we've covered oh, on this show? Oh, my God, uh, yes. We, we've been talking about Project Alpha a little bit. We've covered a lot of... I, I was kind of surprised. I thought... I pulled them all together, and then I found another batch, and I'm like, oh, my God, we've done, like, 40 movies. And then I found, like, four more. <laughs> <laughs> just hit, like, you you opened an insulation panel in your in your house, and you just found movies, even more movies than you expected. Dead movies. I mean, that's not too <laughs> unrealistic for my real life. Uh, yeah, okay, too soon, too soon, I'm sorry. Um yeah, we no, you you sent me the list and I was shocked by that. I mean, can we just say like obviously Galaxy Quest was our favorite, so just like toss that one out that 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 was not I a factor in any of these. Well, in in what regard? I mean, I don't know that it was my favorite episode to record. Uh No, probably not. Uh, may I mean, it was probably like I would agree as far as like real big ass in the theater movies, it's it is I'll take that over 99% of what we covered. Mm -hmm. That said, I have the biggest soft spot for Bigfoot, the unforgettable encounter. I don't know why I no. can't defend it, but I, I just, I feel so warm and fuzzy when I think back on that movie. That Look, no, I full, fully agree. I think both of the Bigfoot movies that we covered were real gems. I also think that our Bigfoot the Un Unforgettable Encounter episode is a real banger of an episode. I think we, we were on, like, b the, the power of Bigfoot infused our souls for that. <laughs> Bigfoot, I did not expect, I would not have called at the beginning of Grunt Work that Bigfoot would be a recurring character on this show. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Not even a fan theory could, could have assumed that. Is Randy Bigfoot? Who really knows? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm always going to look back fondly on True Heart also that just mm -hmm. that that movie being ambitious and dark in ways I didn't expect it to was yeah. uh, was was really fun. Um, uh, also, I didn't like like Jungle to Jungle was bad. Like it, yeah, it, it's, it's a bad it's a bad movie. Somehow I'm not mad at it, even though it's really like got a lot there's a lot wrong with that film just on a very a basic stuff wrong with that film uh, just on a basic like s structural like script movie making like so much wrong yeah. with it but just the like thinking about the scene of of the the kid in central park and all the people are dancing from all the different cultures <laughs> oh God, and then that was and an then amazing scene. him and tim allen dancing and tim doing that face slapping dance <laughs> like or 
<laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Or 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 separately, when Martin Short, who is in that movie, being completely wasted and squandered, um, when when the kid shows him the tarantula, and we just get the exterior shot from the car of Martin Short planting his face against yeah. the window and screaming. I I do that in the mirror sometimes still. <laughs> We we've covered two Martin Short movies uh, in our time because yeah, we yeah. did Santa Claus Three where he played Jack Frost. <laughs> yep, doing the big <laughs> North Pole North Pole uh, <laughs> song and dance bit. That the 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 weekend that the Flop House released their uh, the Santa Claus Three the Escape Clause episode the same week as we did. And you texted me about, oh my God, that was, that was an incredible moment. Our only overlap with one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts. Uh, so, okay. I, I have two movies here in mind that I want to mention. One, Your Jungle to Jungle is my man of the house. There's a lot yeah. of not great stuff in that movie. Yeah. And I, I'd be okay never watching Chevy Chase again in my life. Uh, but... <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That movie just has vibes. Anytime a movie has a roller skate or roller blading sequence set to CNC Music Factory, I'm in. I, I look, man, I, I gotta agree with you though, that I also have some warm fuzzies. It's not it's not okay how much Native American appropriation there is in that, but also watching George Went just kind of blow almost everyone else in the movie out of the water with his performance. <laughs> yes uh he, he just yeah he brings something to it I, i'm sad that's the only wentz movie we got um oh, god i know we should now you, you mentioned should, galaxy quest sorry go we, ahead we should make a new podcast about george went movies and call it good king went sisloss came down little little christmas carol we, joke there <laughs> yeah no should we do that i i <laughs> on the feast of eden i don't know could be good could could be bad hey what about a what about a pizza restaurant where you throw the crust on the ground anyway go on with your movie recommend uh your movie reflections you you mentioned galaxy quest you just assumed that i was gonna be right there with you with that because yeah. we agree and we're in agreement and mm -hmm. we do agree and are in agreement on that movie but we, we spent like I five hours talking about how much we liked galaxy quest there is another movie we talked about five hours of that oh, is no. also set in space Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about undue influence. No. We, well, <laughs> I mean, there's that. But technically, every movie on Earth is set in space because the Earth is in space. Oh, come on. Get those glasses fan, off your fan nose. Fan theory. Okay, go on. Go on. Uh, my favorite space movie we did and continues. I'm maybe the only person in the movie world who's seen this movie as many times as I have. Uh, Leprechaun 4 in space. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, you like that one a lot more than me. That one made way well, more of an impression on you. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I remember you not hating that movie. Yeah, I guess I didn't hate it. It just didn't, it didn't like, burrow into my soul the way a couple other movies have. Like, I, I, yeah. I, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, I didn't dislike it. It's just, like, if you asked, if you put it up between that or Man of the House, I would pick Man of the House. <laughs> Well, I, I have a, not only just because I love horror movies, I love the Leprechaun movies, and I love unabashedly Leprechaun 4 in space, I, I have nostalgia, or I have a warm spot in my heart for that one because I was able to bring you into my world a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's true. You're that's traditionally true. not someone who likes horror movies. If you um, can even call Leprechaun 4 in space a horror movie, though. You I can. mean, you it's, can. It's practically scary movie. It's like it's, it's like got a monster in it. Yeah, Remember, I mean... Uh, monsters ball the has a monster he turns in it into at on. the end 
Eh, I guess. I don't know. I uh, Fine. Fine. It's a horror movie. <laughs> I also... I'll tell you the biggest surprise for me with the movies we've covered was yeah. low-key <laughs> kind of hate-liking Wild Hogs when I first saw it and not thinking I would when we watch it for the podcast and then having the exact same feeling a decade later. They're like, I low-key hate love this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I look. My my biggest surprise was was that we wound up having to spend so long talking about Wild Hogs. That we spend as much we dedicated as much <laughs> podcast time to Wild Hogs as as we did to Galaxy Quest. Uh, yeah. You know, Wild Hogs did not make that much of an impression on me. I have to say, even though as I just mentioned, we talked about it a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. the. the the one that I really hate, like, folks, you know I'm going to say it, A Dog for Christmas. I'm kind of <laughs> never not thinking about A Dog for Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I think I think part of the appeal is that it is like, a, a, you know, Kublai Khan or, or, or Brigadoon or whatever. It's like it's very mm-hmm. difficult to find. You have to be on the right streaming service at the stroke of midnight <laughs> on a full moon to find this movie. <laughs> but... In terms of how surprised I was by something and how much I got something I wasn't expecting and was sort of just punch drunk with the audacity of, of a film to promise you a dog and not give you a dog, I I, I, I would recommend <laughs> that movie almost more than any other movie on the list. Like if if you're if you're a real sicko you are alone freak, in that world. If you, if you are a real disgusting piece of shit like us and you've listened to this podcast and you're into dumb stuff. Look, f- seek out a dog for Christmas. I can't. I can't tell you. I don't even remember what it's on, but find it. It it, it might make you happy. I would be remiss if I didn't recount the joy, <laughs> the unexpected joy. Okay, I mean, just preface this to an annoying preface. One this whole show thing is that prefaces and foreshadowing, know, prefaces and tangents. That's all the show. That's you know what? That's the that's if you want to know how to podcast, those two things are how to podcast. You, you know, it, there you've heard of Dungeons and Dragons, but I prefer prefaces and tangents. <laughs> uh, one of the the things I think we smartly did, um, maybe through just sheer trying to find content to cover. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was not the show directly. Was was choosing to do movies that didn't star uh, someone from Home Improvement, but featured someone from Home Improvement. Yes, yes, and that gave us some gems, like the what I have the fuzzies for the County Line movies. <sighs> yeah, man. In I, I gotta say, I having rewatched the Tom Wopad episodes of Home Improvement recently, mm-hmm. uh, that. I, it that w- that made me reflect on the county line movies probably for the first time since recording the episodes about I'm not gonna lie and my main thing was just like wow Tom Wopat really uh, aged didn't he he just got older <laughs> over the passage of time <laughs> I mean it happens to the best of us Listen, it, it ha- Truman, seven years ago I looked a lot different than I do today yes but your shirts are still buttoned all the way up so you so don't you're know doing that better. we I, don't I, podcast over video you can't see me right now you're right well and you know I was suggesting that we do it for this episode you said oh uh, uh, no I think we should do it on the phone so evidently uh <laughs> evidently you've made some some changes to your shirts okay but no the county the county's line yeah they, that we yeah. we followed that that whole saga of Sheriff Wopat. I I feel like I would still watch 
those movies if they made more of them. You wouldn't rewatch the ones that you've watched, though. Those are definitely yeah. single-serving films. I don't know. I mean, in the right circumstances, I might. Like, uh, if, if you've chained I got up in together a cave? with a group of people and that's what we were vibing that night, like, I might put those on. I think you could do worse. <laughs> what What group of people is vibing watch a very old man uh, stand around and solve a mystery and occasionally a wide shot of a guy wearing the same shirt uh-huh. as that man running yeah. towards a prattler? <laughs> exactly. Watch, watch, watch two people falling in love, uh, sit on opposite sides of a desk with takeout food between Uh them and talk about how they are falling in love. Who wouldn't want to watch that? I can, you know what? I can think of at least one person, but I may be biased. Um, (laughs) look, those movies are, they are a certain vibe, definitely. And I think that I just, my greatest... My greatest engagement with them was that's some movies I watch and I cannot think about the production of the movies. Those movies I can only look at and think, well, these are choices that are being made because of the number of locations and the amount of daylight that they have. Yeah, there's a lot of better ways that this scene could be playing out. But you know what? They they have to stand still because it is difficult to have people move around. I mean, I'm I'm hearing your tone sounds like you're making an argument, but it your words sound like you are confirming everything I love about these movies. And look, I'm just you know it's it's just you and you could level all of those same accusations uh, uh, tenfold against a dog for Christmas, which I somehow love. So I guess it's just the heart wants what it wants when it comes to a movie. How about this? Is there a movie that sticks out to you that you did not like? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, look, I, I, I obviously crazy on the outside. No, oh, you had to say it. I got obviously. a new computer in front of me. You're, you're threatening to kill that too. I know. Isn't my TV I know. Enough. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I don't want to invoke the demon Timalon to destroy another uh, valuable piece of media viewing equipment in your house. That one, yes, obviously. But I've realized in in looking back, I think actually, uh, California Dreamin was truly the worst. You hate that movie. That, because you that, really hate that movie. I, I, Yeah, I'm curious. Okay, so look, uh, I would say that Crazy on the Outside and California Dreamin' are the two most mean-spirited movies we've done. I think that Crazy on the Outside at least has the advantage of being... the the. It is so interesting to me and to us on as podcasters about home improvement because it just it fully represents tim allen's unfettered creative vision and so everything about it that is upsetting you can at least say well this is what's going on inside tim allen's head i mean you can't like on an anthropological level that is very interesting california dreamin is just like just it just hurts your soul it's just so mean and bitter to its core, and there is no yeah. relief. It just posits a world where everyone is hateful and rude and cruel to one another forever. Uh, and and I, I the only other thing that I would say, hope you're enjoying the comedy on this lighthearted podcast of well, ours. I, I asked you. <laughs> you. You did ask me. The, the one other one, I, I've, got, I've been reflecting a lot on Christmas with the Cranks, and boy, yeah. that's a, like, that's a movie that I feel like like men in men in hazmat suits should go house to house removing that from DVD collections and deleting it <laughs> I, off the internet. I mean, it is just that, after we covered it, uh, it, it you predicted it actually uh, because I was 
visiting my parents for Christmas and it came on TBS. Wow, God, TBS, stop, stop it. <laughs> and I had to leave the room. I, it was, it was like, it was like someone just fucking crop dusted. <laughs> the, 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 I just, I had to like excuse myself for him to go catch my breath. Like it, I could not put myself back in that toxic, uh, I don't know presence because because the thing about the thing about crazy on the outside and California dreaming is that those movies like are not be you can't encounter that movie accidentally like cable yeah. channels are not running those you have to yeah. you have to seek those out Christmas with the cranks can ambush you like so, so, pe- <laughs> people are still I I don't know like I guess I shouldn't be angry about I am angry that that people are still getting royalty and residual checks in the mail for christmas with the cranks generally i am Oscar i feel winner like, jamie lee curtis is still getting residual checks from it and i guess i can't be mad because i at the end of the day i want professionals in the entertainment industry to get paid and to get money and to get passive income but it just seems wrong that that anybody out there is licensing that movie to show to other people <laughs> like even if it's even if it's part of a package of, of of a batch of films that are being licensed to show some some programming person is making the choice to pull Christmas with the cranks out of that package and put it in front of our eyes yeah it, uh, you're not wrong and and you you've for that reason you've you've convinced me in the moment of of switching because for the same reasons I I there is another movie on this list that I have come to really just it's left a sour taste in my mouth, but it is not one that you encounter. Yeah. Uh, and oddly, I, I agree with you about Crazy on the Outside. I hate that movie. It's barely a movie. It's not worth watching. It's an affront to humanity on yeah. many, many levels. Yeah, it's uh, an it's an insult to many great actors who appeared in it for some reason. <laughs> and televisions all across the country, yes. R.I.P. Yeah, pour uh, one out, yeah. But you're right. There is some kind of like anthropological, anthropomo- anthropomo- anthropological, anthropological. <laughs> Jesus, Pete's. Uh, I don't even know. I I don't know my my Greek and Roman uh, roots well enough to to understand what that means. <laughs> there is some sort of curiosity uh, uh, for watching it. Uh, to you know, yeah, just. Who would have ever thought Tim Allen would be in the director's chair and that would be it, the movie that he he chooses to do? But the, the movie that really puts a sour taste in my mouth, uh, it did when we watched it and it continues to, uh, I, I think, grow is for richer or poorer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, th- there's just it's, – it's about shitty people – who are shitty to each other. Yeah. Finding this like fake happiness through like, I just, I don't know. A bunch, a bunch of kind and generous, hardworking people going out of their way to fix the lives of two really mean, nasty people for no particular reason. (laughs) Just, it it just, the whole foundation of that movie just feels kind of rotten. And, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, uh, although that, I guess R.I.P. to Kirstie Alley, but yeah, no, just certainly. I mean, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, I'm not trying to slander the dead by saying she appeared in a bad movie. I mean, Audrey Hepburn, wonderful person who I love, also was in some bad movies. Like that doesn't you know, reflect on on her as a person. Um, 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, it, maybe, maybe though, a solve, a balm, a balm or a solve mm-hmm. for our, our weary souls after recapping these. Actually, wait, before we get to the balm, I, I need to zigzag, and I have permission from Kirsty to talk about this. When we okay. watched Undue Influence, uh, she and I watched <laughs> it together. You know, this is the two-parter. Oh, I can't wait. I the, can't wait. This is I'm the, glad the, you're bringing this up. Yeah, the, the two-parter, oh, Bri- the two-parter Brian Dennehy legal thriller TV special. <laughs> We watched it together, and it, like, I was telling her ahead of time, you know, I was like, I gotta watch this movie for the podcast. She's like, oh, I'll watch it with you. We can put it on on a Friday night. You know, we're, you know, it's it's the height of COVID. You know, it'll be a thing to do. And I'm like, honey, are, are, are you sure? Because, like, the movies we watch for this podcast are sometimes lacking in quality. She's like, no, no, it'll be a fun thing. We'll do it together. And um, it it sent her into a into into just kind of a she just had sort of a rough night watching that movie like at, by the time the movie was Aww. over she was lying face down on the couch and she just had to go to bed early and it was and and <laughs> it it just uh you know I didn't like the movie either I think it just really hit at at like a really dark time I would I would say mm. uh a lot of other stuff was going on in the world that affected it I don't think that I don't think you can really pin the whole thing on undue influence, but I think we were both in a fragile state, and that movie just nudged her a, a little bit into the darkness for the evening. <laughs> she she's fine, we're fine, everyone's good. We we laugh about it now. She said you can talk about it on the podcast, and and after we record this, I will double check with her before I edit it. But uh, that was that was rough. And so then when it came time for part two, she said, "I don't need to see how that story ends, Truman. You have a good time." <laughs> You are on your own, Bucko. Um, I I have to admit, uh, I mean, it wasn't like a uh, a pre planned prank or anything, but I did get some sick joy out of <laughs> making us watch that uh, because I I have a soft spot for kind of by the book kind of white noise TV sure cop movies yeah. Um, and I love Brian Don- Dennehy generally. Yeah, so, I, 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 this, this, unfortunately, yeah. In retrospect, it doesn't make the memory as 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 sweet as it has been. But I, I did shame. take shame a lot of you. pleasure out of what I thought was just your torment. I did. I had no idea until this moment that that Kiersey, you know, it also hit her in a, a bad place. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's my I'm girlfriend. Sorry. You jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll still always have the impish delight of knowing the torment I put you through, but I will always regret uh, the dark place I sent her. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's that just go- much much like the the bad guys blowing up that post office. Uh, sometimes there's collateral damage. <laughs> um, that's all you remember. I uh, y- yeah, basically, <laughs> you don't, you I don't remember his like savant daughter. I. No, I don't. He has a daughter in she that was, movie. She... <laughs> I'm not. She I am not joking. Like, she was always talking about things that were so much more emotionally mature for. Oh, uh, where... wait, is that is that what is isn't he isn't his daughter like saying like, hey, you need to go have yes. sex with that hot lady? Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I guess I remember that. So, sorry, I don't remember more details. I was a little concerned for my girlfriend during the That's movie you fine. made us That's watch. Fair. Uh, um, oh. Well, how about this? Speaking of things that we don't remember, are what? Which of the movies we've covered have kind of left your memory? I mean, to look to look at it, I mean, Tom and Huck fully. I fully forgot. 
Uh, <laughs> the, the 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 spiral staircase. What the yeah. fuck was that? Why was that made? <laughs> Debbie Dunning barely in it, <laughs> but more in it than Patricia Richardson was in Undue Influence. Oh, God, you're right. You've, you God, you really made me watch that for no reason. You sick fuck. Um. So I mean, that one has left my memory. Uh, like, there's recency bias here. Joe, somebody I will forget, but somehow it's yeah. still in my in my head a little too much. I feel uh, that way about Big Trouble. Like that. That's oh, always going to yeah. be a movie that exists in my head, but I've already forgotten like ninety percent of the details of that movie. I I have yeah yeah. I'm I'm sadly the one thing I remember from Big Trouble is just Stanley Tucci's entire mouth engulfing Sofia Vergara's whole foot, oh. like. Just, That's the I'm thing sorry. Take away. That's I'm, <laughs> some, I'm some images that never leave our minds. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not like. It's not like. That's not sticking in my head because I'm like, I love this. I love everything about the yeah. power imbalance in this situation and and what it and what it says about these people. No, I just. That's. <laughs> that stuck with me a lot. But yeah, the the rest of Big Trouble is really faded into the ether. I'm. I'm sorry to say, like, most. Okay, well, most vertical primate honestly kind of has, and it shouldn't have because I liked that movie a lot, and that movie is <laughs> insane. Yes. And, but I'd forgotten that we watched a movie about a skateboarding chimp until I was looking at this list, which is uh, how is that because most of it is about an ice skating chimp? Well, well, look, I mean, you talk about a you talk about a bait and switch. Like, it still is a movie with a chimp. It is a movie that promises a chimp that yeah, has a chimp yeah. on the cover, and you get a chimp yeah. the whole movie. Whereas I keep talking about a dog for Christmas, which promises a much simpler animal and does not deliver on that. So, <laughs> uh, it, it's just amazing that I forget the movie that actually that called its shot and delivered the shot. Yeah. Well, there is another movie that called its shot and delivered its shot. Uh, and the one movie that introduced us to Art Camacho. <laughs> oh, yes. L- Little Bigfoot 2. <laughs> Little Bigfoot 2, The Journey Home, which I will always have fondness for because it was the first movie you and I got to watch together. In years, um, yeah. For years, yeah, once you, you came to visit in Madison. Yeah, no, that that was that was a truly wonderful viewing experience. That also led us into Art Camacho's awful talk show is so <laughs> really bad to watch the whole thing why the we, first episode why did we watch so much of it it was so bad i don't know i don't know um magic island oof yeah i've forgotten a lot of that i remember french pizza stewart tree. and a pizza tree what i <laughs> and him falling through the portal that's really the most of what i remember but that that goes to most charlie band movies there, yeah. there's something about the full moon movies, especially from this era where it's like, I couldn't tell you details from it, but I know it's in a single location, usually a backyard, maybe a mansion all owned by the band brothers. Mm-hmm. And it just has <laughs> the synth music of, uh, uh, his brother. Oh my God. I'm forgetting his name. Um, I, I, an- I, another I, band brother. Yeah. Does yeah. the music for it. I, the main, my biggest memory from Magic Island is really just the fucked up nature of his relationship with his mom. Like that, at the end of the movie, <laughs> like he's he's mad at her at the beginning because she's going to a business meeting instead of hanging out with him, and then at the end of the movie. After he's had his adventure on the Magic Island, she comes home and is like, I canceled my meeting so we could spend the whole night together. And I'm like, whoa, lady, wait, you're trying to put food on the table. What, what's going on? You're like, this, this is not 
this is not normal behavior. You're giving your kid a lot of weird impressions about how people are going to relate to him throughout his life. Uh, so I, I mean, I, at this point, we've only got a few more left that we haven't, you know, kind of reflected back on. Um, I, we can just run through them quickly. You know, yeah. Why, why leave them on the table? There's yeah, content there. Of course, of course. Um, oh, every scrap. I'm sorry. I said. For richer or poorer was the worst movie. I I still hold by Zoom being the worst movie we've covered. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, you were, you alluded to it earlier. There's another one. You know, you said oh, there's another one that I won't mention. So I and I was like, we all know it's oh. Zoom, dude. I, well, I, that wasn't even in my head, but uh, yeah, Zoom. Well, well, fuck Zoom. I still yeah. stand by fuck Zoom. I hate fucking Zoom. Zoom yeah. sucks. Don't yeah. watch it. Yeah, I wish it, it didn't exist. It's it like. It's bad. I'll give you that. I just, it's, you know, it's just funny which movies stick in which of our craws. You, I uh, know. Yeah. Uh, can, can um, I, I mean, look, we'd mm-hmm. be, re- we have to mention Viva Lost Nowhere, one of our <laughs> low key faves. I mean, we I didn't call so. it out earlier, but I, I think one of them, I don't know if, if looking at the full picture of it that I like it as much, but that was probably the most fun to watch. Just would you going through frame it like this? Would you say that's one of your? Is that your biggest discovery, like favorite discovery on uh, the movies we've covered? No, my my favorite discovery is a dog for Christmas. I'm sorry, it's true. <laughs> A, do- a dog for Christmas is outsider art. A dog for Christmas is like, it's like the thing where the janitor, the 80-year-old janitor dies and the police go into his apartment and they found oh, that he wrote God. like a 75,000 page long novel that he never, like, like a do- and it's just like fully representative of where this guy was at and no one else would ever have seen this. Like a dog for Christmas oh is that for me. I-, I-, I think Viva Lost Nowhere is really interesting and i give it a lot of snaps for a lot of choices that it made it does make choices i will give it that i don't agree with all of them and i'm wondering if like we're we're comparing it to the like we've called them confectionary all of the tim allen movies that are like capital t capital a capital m tim allen movies tam like uh, as a brand yeah uh that just like are so formulaic and so just kind of brand driven that when you get a movie that is actually choosing to do something, whether it works or not, uh, makes it feel all the more interesting. Yeah. And this is the, I think part of what upset you so much about zoom and upset both of us so much about Christmas with the cranks is that those movies are very much just, we have a movie shaped template and we are going to stuff you know, just, just, uh, what r- rolled up newspaper and packing peanuts yeah. and whatever else into it to fill it out and, and just make a thing that is in the shape of a movie. It, it, there's no yes. life or, or verve to it at all. Whereas people really gave a shit about Viva Lost Nowhere. The, the, the people who wrote it, the people who made it, they were, people believed in this weird thing that James Kahn <laughs> signed on to be in. <laughs> it's it is yeah it's i'll always stick up for a what the fuck movie uh any day of the week yes yes as Um, as well you should uh, okay well listen we got to talk i think a little bit about our time with william o'leary we talked about project elf already did you believe (laughs) that elf was gonna pop up on our home improvement podcast (laughs) i mean that like I can't really answer that question because that's not even a, a question that you you one would think, <laughs> would to, think ask. to ask. Like yeah, I, I don't know. Like any 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 more so than if you asked me in like 
20, you know, early 2017, hey, do you think you're going to talk about the grunt creep a whole lot? And I'd be like, what the fuck is a grunt creep? What is that? <laughs> that doesn't, by the way, that, that isn't even like a fan theory. That, did, that didn't even merit discussion in the fan theory. The grunt creep is just a thing that we culturally have decided exists and we treat as if everyone knows it. I mean, it is the mascot of home improvement and of grunt work. It kind I think. of is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I I feel like that's one of our, our better creations is the grunt creep. Yeah, but that's that's on you, man. I just happened to say the words grunt creep in relation to the amount of, of grunts back when it seemed like they were still edging upwards. And uh, the rest uh, was history. Um, What were we talking about? What oh, about yeah. Flight of Black Angel? Flight, yeah, flight. Look, we agreed at the time that Flight of Black Angel might be the most objectively good movie that we've done in terms of just being effective and mm-hmm. firing on all the right cylinders and doing a great job with a low budget. Um, I was just thinking the other day, and, and maybe it's because I was, you know, this episode that we've been prepping for has always been in the back of my mind for months now, but. Uh, I was just thinking the other day of how good of an actor William O'Leary is. He's he fucking rules. I've been watching some of his episodes for my for my list. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's great. I honestly kind of regret that we never interviewed him. I know we said earlier that we're happy we didn't do interviews, but I'm kind of like th- that's a guy who if I if I saw him at Trader Joe's, I yeah. would stop him and say, "Hey, you're really good." This he yeah, he, I think I would too. He he crushes it playing a psychotic fighter jet trying fight. he plays a fighter jet that's he how good of an actor is <laughs> what's is that star scream which transformer is the fighter jet that turns into I a robot know. he pays <laughs> he, he plays a crazy fighter pilot doing jack d ripper stuff who wants to destroy vegas and then he plays like alf's best friend like that is range <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's one thing that we agree and we can agree upon coming out of this most show things. is just a, a high regard for William O'Leary and I, a prince. I will not, I, it might, if I see that he's in something that I haven't seen it, I might seek that thing out. I, like I, I might put truly. a little bit of effort into making sure it crosses my path. William O'Leary, just, just a tremendous, tremendous actor. It, Mr. O'Leary. Yeah. If you've been a longtime fan who just hasn't reached out to us, I just want to let you know I salute you. He's not. Uh, not. I salute you because you were in the Air Force in both of the movies that we watched. Um, Support our troops. Uh, Okay. There are only a handful left here. Uh, Let's clump these two together. One, I love, and I loved recording the episode with you. Um, It was one of the most fun outside of Bigfoot, the Unforgettable Encounter. One of the most like fun vibes just being in the room recording uh, was Wild America. Yes, even though we weren't in the same room for Wild America. No, I mean, well, I meant it, just you know behind the mics, it, the the same emotional room. That one, you know what? Honestly, I have nothing but like warm and fond memories of Wild America. It really, likewise, it it really was just like not not a good movie, but somehow less. Less offensive to me than than your zooms or your cranks, and the, <laughs> I think look, I think part of that is it's a movie that is built on the charisma of JTT on the broad yeah. shoulders of JTT who can he holds that movie up he makes it work he can do it, and I mean the fact that 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 
my my memory my perfect my my master cut of that movie that I want where they are in the cave with the bears and they sing the Mountain Dew moonshine song to the bears and then they all fart at the same time and the bears go to sleep and then my my TV shutting off and me having to live in the moment where it's like maybe that's just the movie maybe that's just where where it ends they got into the cave they they escaped from the bears. Yep, they did yep. it with knowledge they got from their dad. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't like the, I don't like everything in the movie after that. I think my memory is so fond because I just picture the movie ending and going to credits on that. <laughs> One thing that, uh, I, Wild America is going to be a movie that I think is going to keep giving back to me. Um, and listen, you talked about navel gazing earlier. The reason for it is. It's one of my few letterboxed reviews that I get a like on like once a month. Really? And like people keep watching it and then they, you know, they like my review and then I see that someone liked my review for Wild America. I'm like, what the fuck did I say about Wild America? And I go and read the review and it, I want to read what I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I, I it puts know. me, it puts me right in the mindset of what that movie was. Okay. Um, my review on Letterboxd is such <clears throat> this movie is insane. In the span of 30 seconds, a wolf hunts a deer, which is interrupted by a military airstrike, which causes a stampede. In the span of another 30 seconds, a moose tosses JTT into a rushing stream, who is then saved by Danny Glover, who is playing a mountain man who is mistaken for Bigfoot. And let's say nothing of the rattlesnake bat bear cave where the main characters are saved by a fart. Also, Don Stroud puts in one of the craziest Gator Man performances I've ever seen. How many Gator Man performances have you seen? I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of horror films based around alligators, so quite a few. And, and your parents live in Florida, so I guess you're having more experiences with Gator Man than I am. Um, there you go. That, yeah, that that movie is really a that that is a that is a snapshot of a specific point in in America just that JTT's a, a, a wild America. point in America truly um yeah and also i forgot that we had a we had a bigfoot fake out in that it, it truly yeah. bigfoot bigfoot is the kind of connective tissue between every movie we yes. watch all right here are the last ones we haven't talked about yet yeah. um we haven't talked about any of the santa clauses except to mention that martin short was in the third one yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> keep going. I, um, I, 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 it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about the Santa Claus series that we've not already said that has not already been said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, I, I still, I don't know. I would, of Tim Allen's Christmas movies, because good God, he's done a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, I think I would still put the first Santa Claus on more than any of the others. Uh, other uh, Christmas movies, not other Santa Claus movies, but that too. Shit. I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden okay. I'm like, do I like Christmas with the Cranks more than I thought? I, nope. I don't know. I, I don't. I guess. You put I'm... Christmas with the Cranks on before you put the first Santa Claus on. No, I guess you're right. No, I would put the first Santa Claus on. It's a better movie than Christmas with the Cranks. I think there is some charm There's to heart it. to it. It's There's not heart. like a complete, the, you know, him. Him and all pepper of a movie. Him and all the elf kids walking down the hall to to that ZZ Top song and then stopping <laughs> and doing dance moves is pretty fun. What about Neil getting his weenie whistle? 
Neil, get, yeah, you're right. Judge Reinhold makes the whole thing. And also that first movie, like before they do all of the, all of the heavy lifting of the subsequent entries in the series to try and explain, uh, no, he, he actually didn't kill Santa Claus. Um, there's a different thing here that <laughs> like that movie fully just lives in like, nope, you are responsible for Santa Claus's death. And I have to become him. Like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't shy away from the completely bonkers subject matter. I, I respect <laughs> that. I respect that. Um, okay, what else? We didn't talk about I'll Be Home for Christmas, a movie that's kind of left my memory as well. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I, it wasn't bad. I just, I, I don't remember it much. God, JTT being in a thing, really, I am I am basically a 12-year-old girl in 1997. Like, JTT's inclusion really like, bumps a thing up, in my opinion. I, yeah, I, I've, I enjoyed that. I'll, 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 like it is, it is also forgotten. It it is also forgotten my memory. I I guess sure it's it's <laughs> done a lot of things to my cognitive processing. But uh, apparently, I think yeah, it was um that was that one went down real smooth. I did not mind that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. I just don't remember much of it. Um, we didn't talk. Oh, okay. How about this one? <laughs> I don't think anyone remembers this one. Murder in Cowita County. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird <laughs> and dark. Not not a bad movie. Honestly, no. you could you could probably make the argument it was better than Flight of Black Angel. I don't know that I'd care to. Um, There's an argument there, but uh, I, I mean, again, I mean, at the beginning of the podcast, I would not have called. We get to watch Andy Griffith burned alive in the electric chair. We we, we get to we got to work. We get to watch Andy Griffith say the N word in the first minute of a <laughs> movie oh, before God. before Johnny Cash and Wilson bring him to justice. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah. All right. I got one last movie we haven't talked about. Okay. Uh, except recently, um, the Shaggy Dog. I I think we can kind of clump that in with Tim Allen's, uh, you know, Christmas at the Cranks Zoom era, just kind of cranking out what a Tim Allen movie is. I'm feeling like a big dog. Kind of, kind of like. <laughs> I, it lives on in that regard, man. Akon's Akon's title track. I, I, I mean, look, I hated that movie when I watched it. I would hate it, yeah. but now, it, now that it's in my memory, where it can't hurt me, and I'm just picturing them them looking at CGI dogs surfing, and then and then immediately after Tim right. Allen diving to catch a frisbee in his teeth. Oh man, I um. I, I would still leave those on the table for Bigfoot wearing sunglasses and Bigfoot the Unforgettable Encounter. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if any of that is better than than a a hockey playing chimp turning on a TV and learning that he has been drafted into the NHL <laughs> just on a whim, it just, just out of, out of nowhere. Didn't audition nothing. No, nobody from the no one from the NHL called him to say, "Hey, you might want to turn on the TV." Um, I think, I, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Shaggy Dog is, is similar to, uh, similar to Crazy on the Outside. It's just interesting from an anthropological standpoint of yeah. not so much this is a picture of the inside of Tim Allen's head, but this is just a picture of a bunch of Disney executives' heads. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what? We're, do we're doing this. He is the district attorney. There is an eco-terrorism subplot. There is animal <laughs> torture all over Robert the movie. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. being a dog. <laughs> being a dog. Just being a dog, you know? I, okay, this might be controversial. 
I, I, I think Robert Downey Jr. does more with his role in the Shaggy Dog than he does in his role as Strauss in Oppenheimer. Boom, boom. That's a bigger <laughs> boom than the Trinity test. I, I. <laughs> I frankly, I frankly agree with you. I was pretty cold on Oppenheimer overall, but yes, I fully, I, I was frank. He should got. Oh, brother, we agree. We're we're in agreement. That's great. Indeed, um, we do. I, I and and this is the podcast where you urged everyone not to see Oppenheimer, but instead to see uh, Barbie. So I'm glad. And that, I stand uh, by that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I'm. You know what? And thank God Greta Gerwig got a leg up from us. She needed it. <laughs> that that movie. That movie was going to eat shit until it got the grunt work bump and made a billion dollars. It's, uh, it was less about that than it was about normalizing. Maybe we don't need to glorify Christopher Nolan for literally everything he does. I well, look, I uh, you will you'll find few white guys more committed to not being super into Chris Nolan than me. Uh, great, great, the, great that we're still getting this out there in our last episode. Okay, we talked a whole lot about these these movies, and yep. uh, what what else are we going to do before we talk about all of the other things that we're going to talk about? Totally, definitely on this episode, not perhaps divided up. Uh, well, I think next we're going to talk about. Well, folks, uh, once again we have gone over time. We just can't say goodbye for some reason you know that movie the long goodbye well um it us you know (laughs) you know what with bela now that is me just kind of slowly walking through the grocery store aisle picking up cat food in the middle of the night (laughs) that's you know and you also inexplicably drive a classic car even though it's the 70s um um so we are (laughs) splitting this into two join us Next week for the second half, I mean, you knew it was coming, right? Yeah, Even folks, though we didn't know going into this, you, you, you knew it was going to happen. Well, when you looked at the title of the episode, you knew it was coming, for one thing. I, I just, I, I'm glad that we didn't discover that we had the ability to do two-part episodes earlier in the run, because, like, <laughs> as soon as you, again, it's like the Velociraptors opening doors. Like, as soon as we were doing Wild Hogs, we were like, wait, what if we turn this into a two-parter? We've done that with, like, every episode since. <laughs> It's, no, that's not true. We've done it on the important episodes. Yeah, the, like the last hogs. episode of season eight. We did it for this episode. We did it for Galaxy Quest, and of course, Wild Hogs. Yeah, I guess we didn't. We didn't do it for a user's guide to home improvement. Although at one point, I was worried that it was going to get in that into that zone. Um. Well, okay. okay so yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we said that this is the last time we're going to do this. In fact, it's not. We're going to do this one more time to cover all the shit you actually came here for, including our playlist of the best episodes of Home Improvement and the grunt count of the entire series. And and, uh, and our the People's Choice MVP. People have voted this time for who they think the series. <laughs> Uh, MVP is and you and I will have our series MVP debate there's lots to look forward to in the next episode so you've come this far come the rest of the way with us literally all of the stuff that we'd normally do in a season spectacular we have just pushed into the next episode because this whole thing was just preamble that is that is the grunt work that that you're getting folks that is how we're going grunt work you love it's the grunt work you're paying for thank you all we'll see you next week Bye.